Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Recorded live. Hello and welcome to our September Adventures with Amina call. Um, we are coming out of a lovely month of October, which I loved the theme of, which was doing nothing, um, which I feel like just so perfectly set us up for this concept of working on yourself doesn't work and our September theme. So in August, the whole idea was what would happen if we didn't read a book, didn't work on learning something new, didn't, you know, work on affirmations or goals or any of that stuff, and not in a way of um, not doing it at all if it brought you joy, because one of the biggest things, you know, I am all about is doing the things that bring you joy. So if there are morning routines or practices, such as for me going on my daily walk is something that brings me joy. I don't really think of it as, oh, I really have to get my workout in today or I need my mindfulness time today. But somehow going for a walk gives me both physical activity as well as some mindfulness, as well as some just quiet time, downtime. So any of those things, we totally encourage you to do in August. But any of the, oh, gosh, I must remember to, and this is the practice that I need to be practicing, any of that stuff we wanted to avoid during the month of August and just see if we gave ourselves an entire month and a full break, what would happen? And I feel like that is setting us up for um, the principles that Ariel and Shia Kane talk about in their book, Working on Yourself Doesn't Work. So one second here, because I'm getting some comments in chat that people can't hear. So can I get just some feedback? Are folks in chat able to hear me and are folks on the phone able to hear me? I can hear I you. I can on hear you on the phone. Okay, wonderful. And chat, are you all hearing me? Uh-oh. I'm not getting anything from chat. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Okay, let me continue over here. I just told the folks in chat to try to dial in because I'm not really sure why they can't hear me in chat. It's not how it's supposed to be going. Um, One more second, and there will be a recording. Okay, so um, this book, Working on Yourself, doesn't work. I read this book probably a few years ago. I want to say, oh gosh, we're still in California, so maybe 2010, 2011, that time frame. And I have to say, just the title alone, um, was a little jarring because, you know, a lot of us have the excitement or um, we spend a lot of time and energy, quote, unquote, working on ourselves and improving ourselves and constantly growing and constantly learning. So when I came across this book, I thought, I don't don't know if I even agree with the title of it, but after just reading the first chapter of the book, I, I knew that this was onto something really great. So today's call, what I'd like to do is cover the three principles and give you some activities to be using to um, go a little bit deeper with these principles in your own life. And then we'll have a call at the end of the month where 
I would like to hear from you anything you all have noticed or anything you've seen as you've been applying these principles. So let me summarize each of the principles and then we'll go into detail with them. So the first one is what you, what you resist persists and grows stronger. So what you resist persists and grows stronger. Number two, you can only be exactly as you are in the moment. You can only be exactly as you are in the moment. Um, another way that they sometimes say this is no two things can occupy the same space at the same time. And the third is anything you allow to be exactly as it is will automatically complete itself. So anything you allow to be exactly as it is without trying to change it or fix it will naturally complete its cycle and will complete itself. And here's why after chapter one I was so fascinated by this, because all three of those principles are law of attraction principles, they're spiritual principles, they're all principles that I've heard before and used to manifest other things in my life, but I'd never really turned them inwards towards myself and my quote-unquote self-work to see how I could really apply them to what I'm doing today and how um, I'm living today. So let's talk about these. What, what you resist persists and go, grows stronger. This has everything to do with where we keep our focus. So I have noticed when I'm in coaching calls, people oftentimes say to me, um, that's just how it is. That's just how I do things. Um, I've always been this way. I've always had that problem. And we do get these ideas in our life of, you know, this is, this, this is how it always goes for me, or these are things that I've always been like this. I've always been, whether it's good or bad, I've always been really outgoing. I've always been really shy. I've always been the smart one. I've always been the nice one. I've always been whatever it is that you believe about yourself. And then if you have any kind of, um, I need to fix it, I need to change it, I need to make it better belief around that thought, then you start to give that exact thought, the one that maybe you're not so thrilled about, a lot of energy. So instead of coming up with how do I fix this about myself, this month what we're really going to do is just allow it to be there without getting any of our attention. So I asked in... Facebook, I asked you all, what are some things that if you never had to work on about yourself again, you'd be totally thrilled about? And we got some, some great responses um, to that. We got a lot about body image and just working on, on what we look like. That was a big one that came up. Um, another one is about how other people perceive us, how other people think about us, um, our own personal shortcomings, downfalls, stumbles. Um, not focusing on finding Mr. Right anymore, not focusing on controlling outcomes, not focusing on being a people pleaser, pleasing others at my own expense, um, focusing on my problems and, and what's not working versus focusing on what is going right. Um, I like this one, not focusing on how I lost my mojo. Uh, another weight, not focusing on what's wrong with me. I feel like that's a big one the not good enough, slash something's wrong with me, slash everybody else seems to have it figured out and I'm the only one left on earth who hasn't figured out the whole meaning of life type thing. So the, the comparison and where we're falling versus other people, I feel like that one comes up a lot. Um, past failures, uh, what's lacking in me, uh, pleasing others came up, uh, saying yes to others when you don't really want to. So it's, again, people-pleasing, uh, scarcity mentality, second-guessing my intuition, no longer focusing on what's missing. These are just some of the, I'm reading straight off of Facebook, some of the ideas that you got on here. Um, so when you think about this and what we're talking about over here is really focused on where we are placing our attention. So for this one, the exercise for the month of September is going to be making a list of those areas that you have spent so much time and energy, quote-unquote, focusing on in the past and coming up with what that whole list is and then deciding just for the month to take a break from that. Now, depending on your list, there may be two or three things that you want to really focus on this month. And for most of us, I'm going to hazard a guess and say that there's one. 
there's one place in your life where you feel less than everybody else. You feel like, man, I'm actually doing pretty good in this area of my life. I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay in this area of my life. This area of my life is good. I wish it were a little bit better, but, you know, I'm not unhappy about it. It doesn't really take up tons of your mental time and space. Then there's a whole bunch of areas of your life where you think, I'm really rocking this area of my life. I really have this figured out, and I have my process, and I have my systems, and I've got my support network, and I'm, I'm really doing well. And then there's this one area that I feel like is the, the human condition. We all have our one area where we think, oh, if I could only get this one area of my life together, I just feel so great about all the other areas of my life. Now, given any given point in time, there are a number of things that could be up for you or a number of transformations you're going through or life changes you're going through. So there could be a few areas that are up for you at one time. That's pretty normal, too, the way that life ebbs and flows. But there's always that one kind of consistent one where we wish we knew more, had a different experience, had reached the finish line, whatever that area is. For this month, we're just going to allow that area to coexist with you in a peaceful manner. So for me, that area in my life has always been relationships. I feel like... I heard Marianne Williamson say this once, and I thought this was the best way to put it. She said, um, we all come down to earth, and we're all in the school of something, school of health, school of relationships, school of finances, school of career, whatever it is that we're in the school of. We're always, all of us are in some school. And the other, other classes and the other schools we've done pretty okay with or we feel pretty confident in. But there's that one area, that one subject matter that we, we struggle in, and we're here to really learn and expand our ability to do that. So um, I chose for myself one of the places that I spend a lot of time and energy focusing on is relationships. And for the longest time, it was finding the right guy, getting in a relationship, getting married. Well, then I found the right guy. I got in a relationship. I got married. And then it became having a great marriage, making sure that we're growing together as a couple and focusing. And so it doesn't really matter what the goal is. I found other ways to continue to focus on this one area of my life. Relationships are always something that, or my relationship specifically, is always something that I'm looking to improve, looking to know how I could do better. I'm attracted to books about relationships. I like listening to uh, talks about relationships, there's always something that I feel like, oh, I, c- I could do more. I could master this even better. So during the month of September, for me, it's going to be focusing on the other areas of my life that bring me a lot of joy and the other areas of my life that are going great and not have this much focus on how could I improve my relationship and what can I do to make our relationship better? What, what can Mike and I do as a couple that can improve our relationship? And you'll see the way that it works, it's not always negative. It's not like, oh, this, is, this area of my life is going completely wrong, and what do I need to do to fix it? Sometimes it can be a positive way, but you're still saying, what can I do to fix it? So again, in this example I'm using, right now everything's great between Mike and I, but there's always this idea of how can I improve it and how can I make it better, which is an exact focus on the thing that you don't want saying that the way it is right now is not good enough. It needs to be better. It has opportunity to be improved. Instead of looking at another area of my life, for example, my health, where there's a lot of great things I could do with my health, but it's not this like forefront focus every day where I wake up and I think, what should I do to improve my health today? There's certain things that I do every day that are good for my health. There's other things that every once in a while I come by and I go, oh, that sounds interesting. There's a cool smoothie recipe. Let me try that. has a very different energy on how can I improve it versus, oh, gosh, I better get that smoothie recipe and I need to make this smoothie because this is the thing that's going to definitely fix my health issues. Do you all see the difference in that, in that those something that sounds like fun and you want to try it versus, the kind of heavy energy of needing to fix it. Is that making sense to everyone? Yes. So take a minute now. Thank you for that feedback. So take a minute now and just choose off the top of your head, what's the first area 
of your life that comes that is that focus area, the one where you feel like you need to fix it. And if you have a pen and paper, go ahead and take a moment and just write that down. Amanda, there's so many, I have a hard time picking one. Well, so what is the one that, um, you know, when something goes wrong in one area of your life, what's the one that you kind of spiral down and say, and I've never been able to get this one right? What's that kind of final one that you land on that really? Oh, um, actually, this is Karen, by the way. Hi, Karen. Um, hi. <laughs> Actually, it's my horsemanship. Um, this is something I've been working on all my life. And um, recently I've decided to quit writing, for, at least for now, until my body can heal some more. But there's so much to this. And um, if you do it right, to make the right connection with the horse and everything, that there's, I'm always, I'm not satisfied with much of anything that I do totally, you know. It's, um, that's the one thing. Okay, so that's the one that it keeps coming down. If only I could get this horsemanship thing right, then everything else in my life would be better. Does right. that sound right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so that's your one, Karen. That's the okay. one to set aside for this month. So we all have that one. If only I could just figure this one thing out, then my entire life would all of a sudden be roses. Whatever that is. Is there anyone else struggling to come up with one? All right, so everyone's got theirs. So for this now, with that one that you have, and if you need more time to think of it, that's fine. But for that one that we're doing for this month, we're really just going to lovingly ignore it. I mean, really, you'll have the thoughts because we're trained to have the thoughts. So, you know, Karen, with your example, you'll have the thoughts about this. You'll, you'll go out and you'll spend time with your ponies and you'll think, oh, only, only I could get back on and I could ride again. Everything would be okay. And you'll notice that thought. And instead of saying, like, okay, let me manifest it or... I shouldn't be thinking that thought or anything around that thought. Instead of giving it any energy whatsoever, you're just going to simply notice that thought and then allow it to just drift away. So for most of us, this is going to be a process of we are going to be deep in the thought process, have been thinking about this for five or ten minutes, have been spinning in it for God knows how long before we realize we are spinning in it but the minute that you realize it, just acknowledge the thought, oh, I see this thought, and then shift your focus to something completely different. So I think, um, I think we all know that moment where we have a thought and we realize we consciously become aware of what we're thinking. And then you have this, like, split second. It's so quick. Split second where... You can decide to either continue down the road with that thought or shift your focus. And that's what we're trying to catch here is that split second where you can continue down your downward spiral or just literally be like, I'm not focusing on that and shift your focus someplace else. Um, and think about your thought as a small child having a tantrum. And so they're having their tantrum and it's really taking up all the space and energy and trying to get your attention because, you know, screaming and yelling, and maybe there's some leg kicking going on. And so it's pretty obvious and easy to place your attention there. It's like the natural reaction would be to place your attention there. And maybe for a little while you do place your attention there as well. But then at some point you realize, my placing my attention here is making this entire situation worse, and I'm just going to go and shift my attention to go do one other thing, and then I'll come back in here and check in on this later. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to shift our attention and say we'll come back here and check in on this later, but later is going to be October versus five minutes from now. Does that make sense to everybody? Yes. Yes. All right. So that is the first principle. Anything 
you resist, persist, and grow stronger. We're just not adding any more energy to this thought to the degree possible. We're not going to add any more energy into this one area of your life for one month and just see what happens. And hopefully by not adding energy, it'll just shrink. So that goes back into um, principle number two. And this, this one is one of my favorites, you all, because when I really got this, and a lot of folks had told me this one way before I read this book, but it's a whole different world when this one really sinks in at a deep level. So I want to spend a few minutes talking about this one. So this one is no two things can occupy the same space at the same time or you can be exactly as you are in the moment. So one of the biggest things that I realized was I was comparing myself to a version of myself that was very idealized. So idealized Amina would never do what I had just done. Idealized Amina would never say what I just said. Idealized Amina would never make that mistake on a client deliverable. It was all versions of myself that were so idealized that I couldn't actually live up to them in reality. And so the reality was that the version I am today made that mistake. The version I am today said that silly thing that I didn't quite mean or came out kind of weird. The version I am today snapped at someone for no reason whatsoever. That's the version of who I am today. And the version of who I am today just had that thought, exhibited that behavior, took that action, made that mistake, whatever it is, accomplished some amazing things. All of that is the version of who I am today. Now, if you really think back to your life, and I want you all to do this with me, think back to your life a year ago today, so September 2016, and just try to take a moment here and really see if you can focus on this time of year, um, one year ago. And so for some of you, you know, maybe have kids that are going back to school and stuff and you can remember distinctly this time. For others, it might be too broad, too specific and you might want to just go fall last year. And just think about one incident, something that happened a year ago. And think about who you were and how you handled that. Again, it could be last August, last September, last October, just getting about a year ago. One thing, it might have been a vacation you took or a new job or a decision you made. I just want you to get a picture of yourself in a moment about a year ago. Okay, now I want you to think about who you were a year ago versus who you are today. And come up with maybe two or three things that are different about you from the version of yourself from one year ago to now. So if that is the amount you have possibly changed in one year, you can really start to understand that there's a lot of things that shift. Good, bad, more, less, bigger, better in one year. And we think about in a lifetime how much we grow and learn and shift and change. So if you think about how you handle a situation today, and how you might handle that same situation or a similar situation one month from today, there is a possibility that you could handle a situation a month from today completely different than you handle it today. That you would have some awareness, some big thing that's happened that would shift your perspective. For some of you, somewhere in this past year, you may have experienced something very painful. And because of that very painful experience, some part of your soul and who you are has grown and changed. 
and it's completely different than it was a year ago because of this very painful experience. Some of you have experienced something very joyful and exactly the same thing. Because of that very joyful experience, some part of you is very different than you were a year ago. So a year ago, last September, I was living in Washington, D.C. I was not married. Uh, Work-wise, I was pretty much doing similar stuff, but I was spending a lot more time in consulting world than in this world. My adventures with Omino World. And I can't believe when I think back to this that that was only a year ago. It doesn't feel, feels like lifetimes ago that I was living in D.C. now that I've moved to Illinois. It feels like lifetimes ago that I was single and worried about getting married and worried about meeting someone. And it wasn't that long ago that those were my constant concerns. Now I'm married. So all these things happen very quickly in the scheme of your entire life but it feels really slow when you're going through it. But wherever you are at this moment in time, that's the exact place that you, can, you can't be anywhere else. So it's the exact perfect place for you because if there was a more perfect place for you at this moment in time, you'd be there right now. So I, I look at this um, going back to my earlier example about what I'm not focusing on anymore this month or where I'm choosing to shift my focus off of this month. And I look at relationships and I keep thinking, you know, what are, I, I look at um, a number of my friends at this point have been married for quite a bit of time. And a handful of them are um, either divorced or going through a divorce or having some pretty significant relationship issues. So I'm bringing all this learning from people who've been married for eight years, 10 years, 12 years, 14 years into my 10-month-old marriage and thinking, how can we improve? How can we keep any of these big, scary things from happening? Because right now, from where I'm sitting, those things look big and scary. So I'm sitting here going, how can I improve? How can we make sure our communication is really good? How can we make sure we continuously are respectful of one another? And some of that stuff is good, but some of that stuff is, hey, you've only been married 10 months. Because it's very different when you're married 10 years versus 10 months. Those are two very different relationships. And trying to learn all the lessons of a 10-year marriage and stick it in a 10-month marriage, as I'm saying this to you all, and I'm sure you're hearing it too, sounds insane. Why would anybody do that? You've got to go through the journey of it, right? But we all do that to ourselves. We all look at some idealized form of ourselves or, you know, this is where I should be in my career. And you'll get there just maybe a year from today. And this is where I should be in my health, and you'll get there just maybe a year from today. Or for some of us, it's looking backwards. I used to be able to do all these things, and now I can't. I should still be able to do all those things. Well, there was a time for that, and maybe now there's a new time that's coming with brand new possibility that's even better than what you used to be able to do. But at this moment in time, you're only what you can be in this moment in time. You can't be what you used to be. You can't be what you want to be in the future. You can only be what you are right here at the present moment. And for any of you who've done any kind of spiritual principles or Eckhart Tolle, the power of now, or any, any of the kind of major um, religious spiritual teachings out there will talk to you about the only moment that is important is the current moment, not the past or the future. So that's really what this principle is about, but it's really applying it to yourself and really taking all the pressure off yourself about how you behave in a situation in this current moment. Because in this current moment, you're behaving and responding to the situation in the best possible way you know how. If you knew how to do it better in this moment, you would be doing it better. Does that make sense to everyone? Yeah. Any questions or thoughts on that one? This is, this is exactly what I needed to hear. And um, as I'm reading the book, I'm, this is Karen, by the way. Um, as I'm reading the book and I'm thinking about, you know, as good as I used to be with the horses, um, from a year ago, I am way more patient with them and understanding and I feel less frustrated and I'm more accepting of where they are and where I am. Um, so that's what I got from this past year of, not being able to do too much with them, especially over the winter when I was sick. And um, 
and just the idea of giving up on the writing part of it, our relationships are getting so much better because I'm slowing down. And so if I think of it in that way, I've come a long way in one year. Yeah, it's amazing, right? We don't spend enough time seeing how far we've come, you know, because we're just always kind of pushing ourselves. And, and all these principles, like the principle of focusing on what you want and focusing on where you want to be and acting as if and setting goals for yourself and pushing, these are all great principles. These are all things that I talk about all the time. We all talk about, these, you know, they're, they're great things to do. And they need to be balanced with the self-love, self-care, compassion. I'm doing the best I can in this moment. Um, trust, trust is a big word. I'm trusting that I'm on the path to get me there. I'm trusting in divine time to get me there. So if you think about all of the law of attraction, spiritual principles, this is the balancing part of it. Sometimes we can get so focused on pushing ourselves and not focused enough on accepting what is and the way that it is and trusting that what is in this moment is the perfect set of conditions to get us exactly where we want to be. Anyone else have some thoughts about this? You can be exactly as you are in this current moment. All right, everyone's taking it in. So the example from the book, um, I know some of you have the book and some of you don't. I just want to go ahead and, and read the example because I thought this was a great way for them to explain it in case there's anybody who's still kind of processing this and taking it in. So um, I am just going to read to you all directly from what they write here in the book. Here is an example. If we were to take a camera and photograph you, when the shutter opens, you are captured exactly as you are in that instant of time. In that moment, you could not have been any different than you were when your image was captured, and nothing can be done to change it. Therefore, it could have happened only the way it did, and you could have only been the way you are now. In your fantasies, you can construct lots of alternate possibilities, but when that camera shutter opened and closed, you could have only been the way you were. Most of us do not realize that our lives are made up of a series of moments that could not have played out any differently than they did. We're not suggesting that, it's, that you cannot be different than you are in any given moment. Oh, wait. What we are suggesting is that you cannot be different than you are in any given moment. And everything that has ever happened in your life could have happened only the way, that way because it did. The principle of truly seen will release you from a lifetime of regret and guilt. For those of you who are familiar with Byron Katie's work, Loving What Is, same concept that Byron Katie talks about. Loving what is in this moment, not resisting what is in this moment, allowing this moment to be what it is. This book is very much in line with the work for anybody who's familiar with Byron Katie's work. All right, so that's the second principle. Is no two things can occupy the same space at the same time. Um, you can only be exactly as you are in this moment. So the practice with that for this month of September is when you find yourself saying um, any if, if onlys, for those of you who read my recent blog post about if onlys, um, if you find yourself kind of pining away and saying, if only this, if only that, if only I could do this, if only I could get that, um, if only I, I had done this, if only I had done that. Find yourself saying any of that. It's just a gentle shift back to saying this moment is perfect exactly as it is. And it's not a false sense of trying to make ourselves feel better, but really a deep trust in understanding that we are on a path and we are heading a certain place and the universe is really clear knows clearly where we want to be and where we want to go. If you think back to the first, um, first thing I talked about, which was what is the one area that you keep coming back and focusing on, trust me, you have told the universe, God, higher power, multiple times exactly how you want that area to be. They've got your work order. They understand exactly what you want. They understand exactly what your expectation is and how you want it to be done and how you want it to be delivered down to the tiniest detail 
because in whatever that area that is in our lives, we spend a lot of time filling in the blanks and filling in the details. So you're on that path to get to exactly what it is that you want. And where you are in that journey is where you are in that journey. And so when you find yourself getting at all agitated that you're not there yet or it hasn't been figured out or all the people around you seem to have it figured out or or this person just got their big thing or that person just got their big thing, it's coming back to a sense of gratitude and a big, deep sense of trust in the universe of I'm in the perfect place and I'm so grateful that I'm being led easily and effortlessly exactly where I need to be. Even if this current moment doesn't feel so great, it's a sense of gratitude that's really going to push you out of it should be different or I should be different. The way to, the antidote to that is gratitude for where I am right now, gratitude for what I have right now, gratitude for where I am in my journey right now. So that's the second practice is a gratitude practice whenever you feel that agitation. And you all know what that feels like. It's like, it's an, it's just like you feel like ick. It's an ick feeling, just agitated. You know, and it can, that ick feeling can develop into sadness and anger and all kinds of things. But it just starts out as that, like, little bit of, ah, if only, why, or any of that. So in that moment, you want to try to, to the best of our ability this month, capture it and change it into a gratitude moment. So that's principle number two. Any questions on that before I move on to principle number three? All right, so number three is the easy-peasy, do-nothing principle that lets everything just take care of itself. So number three is anything you allow to be exactly as it is without trying to change or fix it will complete itself. Anything you allow to be exactly as it is without trying to change it or fix it will naturally complete itself. So if there is anything in your life any area of your life or any particular situation in your life which is frustrating or annoying or uh, grates on your nerves or any of that stuff, if you simply allow it to be the way that it is, and what I like to say is bless it as it is, send love to it as it is, so you're talking about a deep sense of acceptance, just allowing and accepting it as it is, it will naturally transform and shift all by itself. So this is very much tied to principle number one, whatever you resist, persist. It's the kind of um, bookend to that principle. So we're going to drop our resistance. But this one is uh, a second step to that where you're dropping your resistance as well as consciously making a decision to allow it to be the way that it is. So step one is just to stop pushing against it. So when you stop pushing against it, you still haven't fully accepted it necessarily. You just have decided to quit fighting back. And this step is um, you've already stopped pushing against it, and now you're just going to accept it and allow it to be the way that it is. And for anybody who um, has been in any type of relationship, whether it's a work relationship or romantic relationship, or you've had children, you know how this works. You can resist and be annoyed and frustrated with your coworker, with your boss, um, with your child, whatever. And the moment you just go, you know what, that's just the way that Joe is. There's nothing I can do about it. That's just how Joe is. Often Joe, like, gets transferred to, like, another office. Or Joe stops doing that annoying thing that he always does. And it's like for 20 years. Joe sat right next to you and was annoying the crap out of you. And when you finally were just like, you know what, I'm tired, can't even deal with Joe, that's just how he is. No matter what I do, he's going to respond in this way. It's like, bam, miraculously, Joe gets another job and is gone. Like, how does that work? Well, this is one of the principles. The principles of just allowing what is to be will automatically finish that lesson in your life, and so that lesson will be complete. Um, I've talked about this a number of times, the book, um, The Little Soul in the Sun by Neil Donald Walsh, and I've been bringing this up a lot in my coaching sessions recently, so I'll, I'll refer to it again here. It's a children's book. It's, very, it's a very short read, um, but a very profound uh, spiritual message in there. And basically, in that message, um, 
what the, the takeaway is, is the people that hurt you the most here on earth are the ones who loved you the most on the other side, whatever higher side you believe in. They're the ones that loved you the most, that, that made a contract with you that they would come down here on earth so, and they would treat you a certain way or they would do certain things to you or participate in certain activities with you so that you could have a certain life experience. So the ones that actually hurt you the most are the ones that loved you the most to come and play the bad guy in your life story so that you could learn and grow from it. And so this really, when I think about this principle, I think about that. If the people who push up against us and who punch all of our buttons, they're there for our greatest personal growth and our greatest personal learning. So as much as they are annoying you here in the 3D and in the real world, as much as you can just say, you know, I know you're here for my greatest good and for my greatest learning, and find a way to bless them, bless the situation, find peace with the situation, understand it's being done for you, not to you. It'll naturally take care of itself because you will have fulfilled the lesson that you needed to learn with this person, and this person will literally just disappear out of your life if they no longer belong there. So they'll have come in, done what they need to do for your growth, they'll have invested in you for your growth, and then they'll take off. This is obviously a a difficult concept for a lot of people because there's a lot of folks who have been very hurt by other people and the idea of that person doing it for your highest good and as a blessing, is it's a little hard to come to. But um, if if that's too much for you, stick with principle number one of just resisting pushing back. And if you can get to principle number three where you're blessing a situation, do that as well. So again, going back to my situation with my relationship, Situation number three will just be blessing things exactly as they are. So anything that's uh, less than, not perfect, not perfectly figured out, instead of saying, okay, let's talk about this and let's figure it out and what do I need to do to grow and learn, it's this is where we both are right here in this moment. This is where we are in our relationship. And I'm going to see this as perfect in this moment, perfect to get us to wherever we need to be. So it just takes all the pressure off just releases it because whatever is happening right now is for the greatest good and will take care of itself. This is really helpful with other people. If you can just see that they're going through their cycle and if you don't insert yourself or jump in or get involved in their cycle, their cycle will automatically complete itself and you will benefit from their cycle completing. So I talked about a lot of deep spiritual concepts. Let me pause here. Questions, thoughts, comments, anything about number three? Or about anything we've talked about in general in this book? Hey, Amina, it's Dre, and I have a question. Um, I just feel like um, I definitely can focus on one thing as suggested from the beginning, but I can't help but think that in trying to practice each of these principles over the coming months, that I will apply it to other areas, which I don't think is a bad thing, but I wanted to get your input on, even though we have one focus, um, having things kind of shift through our days and still applying them to other areas in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. Because each one of these principles in and of themselves can be applied kind of individually um, to situations in general. So, yeah, play with all three of them to the degree possible that you can this month. Apply them all together as one set to one specific area in your life for this month. Um, okay. That's my recommendation. A good okay. point. Other questions, comments, and thoughts? Are we excited to try this? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the deal. It's um, it's an easy kind of hard. So the hard part is just the awareness, right? The hard part is catching yourself. Once you, ca- once you catch yourself having the same thoughts or doing the same behaviors or whatever, it's just a matter of shifting your focus to something more loving. Um, when I applied this thought 
I shifted it to gratitude for my nephew specifically. So I had one singular focus that I shifted to. So I would be maybe in the grocery store line and, um, you know, the person in front of me got talking to the cashier and they're chit-chatting and what, and I'm just saying frustrated stuff to do and, you know, this, that, and the other. So it's like, you know, any situation. And then I would just think about my nephew Jacob and how grateful I am that he's in my life and how much my life has benefited from him. So that would get all three of those things could be quote unquote accomplished by me shifting my focus to one singular thing, which was my nephew. So I used that for a very long time. Um, I used it with relationships because I used to walk around and say, um, I don't have any love in my life or no one loves me. And what I meant by those words was, I don't have a special someone. That's what I meant in my head when I said it. But when I caught the actual words I was saying, I was like, this isn't, that's actually not true. I have a lot of love in my life. There's a lot of people who love me. And so I started to shift the focus. And again, I used Jacob as my shift. I was like, well, Jacob loves me and I love Jacob and I love him so much and he loves me so much. That's like enough love to last two lifetimes in there. And so it shifted this focus from I don't have and lack of love to I'm so full and overflowing and grateful for the love that I have. So it might be an easier practice, or at least that's how I did it. It might be an easier practice that, um, you know, Karen, for you and, and the horses, to really just shift it to one other thing that you're really grateful for. That's, and not just really grateful, but, like, Jacob, like, lit up my life. You know, him, he and I have such a great bond and get along so well. And so it's not just something you're grateful for, but something that's just so huge and so big that when thinking about it, you just can't be sad and depressed and upset and all of those things. Um, so it may be helpful to have one of that. It could be a person. It could be a life experience. It could be a vacation that you took or, um, you know, the time you got to meet the Pope and how cool that was. Or it could be something huge you manifested. It could be any kind of something that just fills you up with joy that when you find yourself in any situation where you're thinking, if only this, or why does this always happen to me or whatever, that you just automatically shift to this one other thought. Other questions or comments or thoughts? All right, y'all. That's our theme for September. Um, I strongly recommend the book. It really is just focused on those three principles, and they uh, go through a number of different stories of other people and how they applied these principles to other people. They also have a website <clears throat> that I just found out about, so I haven't spent a lot of time on it. i give you the website, and I'll post it on Facebook too, transformationmadeeasy.com, transformationmadeeasy.com, and all of this is about instantaneous transformation. Um, their stories, if you haven't read their, their personal journey on how they discovered these three principles, very interesting. So um, I recommend the book, and there might be some great resources. I see that they have a radio program on their website. They have a number of other books on their, um, that they've written to, I think almost, if I remember correctly, I've read a few of their books. I haven't read them all. But I think most of their work um, really focuses around these three principles. So anything that you find on their website probably could be a reinforcement of this as well. So I'll be poking around there, and I'll post some stuff on Facebook as I find it. And I will also throw out there um, what, maybe we'll ask what people are shifting to and we'll keep it really positive this month. So what is the thing that you would shift your attention to as you're practicing these three principles this month? And we'll share on Facebook and share our wins and our victories. And um, I guess I just want to end with this. I've noticed recently for myself, probably in the past few weeks, that the things that I'm thinking about and manifesting, they seem to be coming at lightning speed lately. So I want to leave um, the call with these thoughts. One, I think we should all set the intention that whatever that 
one area is of our life that we feel needs work or needs attention or is difficult or hard, then we should set the intention this month that we can totally let that go and let that transform completely, like 100% transformation. Like in October, we will be laughing about the fact that we thought it was so difficult to blink. And we should set that intention because the energy these days, I feel like it's so intense and so high that if we choose to hand this over to higher power to just heal for us, that that possibility is absolutely 100% available to every single one of us today. So um, I'd ask you to really put your trust and your faith in the possibility of a miracle and the possibility that this is the last time that you do any kind of process around this issue or this topic again in your life forever and really set that intention for yourself and hold on to it this month. I treat it seriously as you're doing that. Um, And the second thing I would say is that this is a great time for manifesting. So there's a lot of stuff shifting and I've been doing a lot of coaching calls recently and they've been about kind of feeling like uncomfortable and that's a good thing right now. If you're feeling a little uncomfortable right now, it's a good thing because you're in the middle of change and transformation. So it's allow it. Allow it to be there and just take care of yourself and stay focused on what you want with the complete trust that you are in the process of that transformation right now. Um, So this is how I'm playing it for the month of September. I hope you all will join me and just go all in and give this a chance. They talk about this a lot in in the book about just keeping an open mind and not thinking you'll know how it's going to go or what these principles mean or how you should apply them, but really just keeping an open mind and allowing these principles to work for themselves by catching yourself when you go into some old ways of thinking and being and offering those up for a miraculous transformation. Sounds like fun to me. Let's do this. Are you all in with me? Yes. <laughs> yes. It's time. <laughs> Wonderful. All right, you all. Well, thank you for joining me on the call. Please post in Facebook and keep us all updated in what you're doing. Um, sorry for the people in chat who weren't able to hear this, but I will post the call recording so everyone can hear it when they get a chance. All right, everyone. Thanks, have a good Emma. rest of your day. Talk to you all at the end of the month. Thank you, Amina. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.